When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's my pleasure to welcome you to the Clark Howard Show, where our mission is to serve you with knowledge that empowers you to make better financial decisions in your life. One of those really smart decisions would be to sign up for our free newsletters at clark.com slash newsletter. And if you're new to the show, you may not know they call me the man from Roth. What does that mean? Well, Roth IRA, named after Senator William Roth of Delaware, long deceased, the late senator. And it is true. I do love the Roth IRA and the Roth 401k. The great news on the Roth IRA is the income limits that allowed you to qualify used to be so stinking low, and now those have gone up and up and up. The amount you can contribute gone up, so both the amount you can contribute to a Roth higher in 24, the income that qualifies you to get a full ability to contribute to a Roth up as well. I'm going to explain how that works. And today's show, I want to tell you, I spoke recently about hybrid cars, how they work, but also used electric cars. I've talked about those twice recently and neglected to mention something that is new as of this week if you buy a used electric car that makes them even a better consideration for you to buy. And I'm going to tell you all about it later in this podcast. But yes, the man from Roth. Why do I love the Roth so much? Well, because the money you put in the Roth is what you have that grows tax-free and you spend tax-free. When you contribute to a traditional IRA, traditional 401k, you don't have the money you think you have when you hit retirement because everything in that account in retirement, what you contributed, everything you've earned over the years, it's all subject to tax. And if you talk to people that are 65 and over, they'll tell you about the dreaded Medicare tax that you face an increase in. It's not technically a tax, but it's a much higher premium you have to pay for Medicare when you have a lot of money in traditional IRAs, traditional 401ks, and you don't face that tax when you have money in Roth IRAs and Roth 401ks, because that's what generally will produce that very high tax. So yeah, you don't get a tax deduction up front, but you get the long-term growth in that money that you put in after tax, and all the money you have is yours to spend down the road. So the Roth, you're allowed to put seven grand in this year, unless you're over age 50, you can put eight grand in. So almost $600 a month you can put into a Roth IRA over the course of a year 
And now you are allowed to contribute to a Roth IRA for a single individual. You lose your eligibility starting at just a little under $150,000 in income. Now, no, a lot of people are saying, I wish I had $150,000 in income. But at that point, the government, in its infinite wisdom, punishes you for making more money and then disallows you being able to save in a Roth IRA. For a married couple, it's 230000 So in other words, most individuals, most married couples make obviously less than those amounts of money. Thus, you're eligible to do a Roth IRA. Again, seven grand for an individual, eight grand for an individual who's 50 and over. And here's the thing, if you are uncertain as an individual or as a couple, what kind of income you're going to have in 24, you can wait to make a Roth contribution till 25 before you file your income tax return. And as long as your income is below the thresholds, you're good to go. Otherwise, it's a mess to shut down that money and that Roth after the fact. You don't want to have to get into that. So that's why if you are close to the income limits, you should wait to make the contribution next year for this year. Otherwise, set it up where you put money in every pay period, every month, something like that. Automatic makes it happen. Intentions often don't get done. Krista? This question is from Steve in Illinois. My wife and I were fortunate enough to start contributing to our 401k in our 20s, maxing out our contributions each year. Wow. Yeah. Now in our late 50s and closing in on our retirement, the money contributed in our 20s and 30s has exponentially grown versus the money we contributed in later years. We have no debt outside of a mortgage, an adequate emergency fund set aside, and other investments. We are on track for our own comfortable retirement. Our adult children are ages 23, 25, and 28, and will eventually inherit our estate. None are in a financial position to contribute to their retirement at this time, but we don't want them to miss out on these critical investing years for their retirement. Would it make sense for them to each open a Roth IRA and for us to contribute two to $3,000 per child per year? Would it make more sense to contribute monthly or in one lump sum? And at what point would it make sense for us to stop contributing? We look at this as a short-term gift, to help them 40 years from now. So I love your generosity. I love your spirit. And you are allowed to give any other individual money every year up to, trying to remember if it's 17,000 or 18,000 now. Check. In 24. You know, these types of things, inflation adjusts, and I forget how they change. So while Chris is looking that up, you can give your kids this money. It can go into a Roth for 18, each of them. It's 18 now. Mm-hmm. I just I thought it was going to 18 January 1st. All right. So you can give up to 18000 So you have no tax issue for you or for them. And it doesn't have to even be a relative. You see somebody on the street, hey, hey I feel good today. I'm going to give you $18,000. You can do that. No problem for you, except you don't have the 18000 And a great win for them. No tax for either party. So you can give them the money, but I, you said they don't have the money to put in. I would really consider doing this as a match thing. Say, I'd like to give you this year 
$3,000, every month goes into a Roth IRA as long as you put up two fifty dollars yourself. You know, all of us have, um, unless we've got extreme obligations in our lives, we've got money that goes here, goes there, whatever. And just little lifestyle changes might free up that money and you would benefit more and your kids would benefit more if they're in the game and they're contributing some of the money. They will appreciate it much more because they will have sacrificed as well. Just a thought, if you just want to give them the two or 3000 into a Roth, go ahead. But I love the idea of you doing it as an incentive match. Jennifer in Georgia says, my husband and I are both employed and we file jointly. We have two elementary age children. We're in our early 40s and looking to be debt free except for our mortgage in 10 months. Two young kids Mm -hmm. in their 40s and debt free except remaining mortgage balance. In 10 months. Yep. Amazing. It's fantastic. We currently contribute to retirement through our employers and are looking to open Roth IRAs. Our question is about how to best fund our children's higher education I recently had my college loans forgiven through TEPSLF. Due to okay. interest, I paid back much more than I borrowed and had just as much finally forgiven, tens of thousands. I don't want my kids to fall into the student loan trap like I did. We would like to be able to cover their college expenses for an in-state school. Is it better to invest for college in 529 accounts or Roth IRAs? Additionally, should we pay into retirement Roths for ourselves first or focus on the kids' colleges first since we're already working on funding retirement through our employer's plan? So I always say there's no scholarship for retirement. and Your first priority is to save for your own retirement. You're already doing that through the retirement plans at work. So I'm really comfortable in you setting up 529 plans for the two elementary school age children because of a change in the law that just went into effect two days ago. How many times am I going to say that here in 24? It's a new year. <laughs> yeah. You can contribute to the 529 plan for each of your children, depending on your state. I don't know if in the state of Georgia there's an income tax deduction. There is. There mm-hmm. is for up to, um, I know last year it was $8,000 per child but I'm not sure what it is this year. Are you just a walking encyclopedia? No, but I'm standing next to one. Uh, I don't know. That information came out of your mind, not mine. (laughs) All right. So, (laughs) yes, you as a Georgia resident can contribute to the Georgia 529 plan, which is on our good list of 529 plans, get a current tax deduction, have the plans grow tax-free, If either your kids don't need all the money for college, it then can convert later tax-free exchange into a Roth IRA. So can't we have both? And yes, through a 529 plan, you can. You can move ultimately down the road up to $35,000 that was not needed for college tax-free from a 529 into a Roth IRA. You own the accounts for the benefit of each of your children. When I say you, one parent owns the account, not both, for the benefit of a child. And so, yeah, pop that money in that 529 plan. Let it grow over the years, your kids' middle school time, high school time, and then that money will help defray 
some of that cost for college. And our guide to 529s is very, very thorough. And you can see that at Clark.com slash 529. And if your kids turn out to be brainiacs in high school, Georgia has something that's nearly unique in the country where high achieving kids go to state school for free, the highest achieving, and others get a big discount on tuition. If you have a grade point average, is it 3.0 or higher? I don't know that. Something like that. Randy in Wisconsin says, looking for some information on the other sister company to Verizon. Is it still called Visible? It is still called Visible, and it's actually a child, not a sibling. It is wholly owned by Verizon along with a million other off-brands that Verizon owns. I mean, nothing like this, I think, has happened anywhere in the world. Verizon has so many different off-brands that they own for selling cell phone service to different markets. Visible is geared towards people who are teenage to about age 35, but anybody can use it, and it's a steal of a deal. I think their cheapest unlimited plan is 25 bucks. And their premium unlimited plan is 45 bucks, all in, including taxes and junk fees. And people have been very happy with Visible. We have a long-form review of Visible on our website. We also have a review comparing what it's like being with the mothership of Verizon versus the baby ship of Visible, comparing what you give up being with Visible brand Verizon instead of Verizon brand Verizon. Coming up ahead, it's like I've had an obsession recently, and I apologize, about why for a second car in a family, having a used electric is such a smart buy right now, and now it just became a smarter buy again in 24. New law that I'm going to share with you straight ahead. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance. Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget, giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So here I am, third time in a month, touting used electric cars. Why am I doing it? Because people are still looking for better deals on used cars. They're 80% of the car purchase market. Only a sliver of the marketplace goes out with the intention of buying new cars. 
and used car prices have moderated, but moderated at a point much, much, much higher than they were five years ago before the pandemic in 20. I mean, you look at the prices of used cars in 19, look at the prices of used cars now, whole different game. Uh, one measurement shows they've gone 17 to 27,000 over five years average cost of a used car. Although I think the 27 is a little antiquated. My reading is those prices have continued to trend down more like 25, 26 for a normal used car, average used car. But the electrics, the first generation of electrics are unloved in the marketplace. That's why I keep talking about them because that's where the deals are. And now there's the added bonus attraction that used electrics qualify for most taxpayers for a $4,000 tax credit. So whatever price you buy it at, you get another $4,000 off on your tax return. So this is a real opportunity. And Edmonds put together a list of used electrics that they find are really good ideas to purchase. The Kia Nero EV, the Kona Electric EV, the BMW i3. I've seen some great deals on the i3. The range on the i3 is really short. This is a runaround town kind of purchase to get a BMW i3. They're a little unusual looking, but they get the job done and they're fun to drive. The Chevy Bolt EV, the original Chevy Bolt that has been out for seven years now. Lots of deals on those. And the one that's really one that you got to have for the right situation, older Nissan Leafs that you can buy for several thousand dollars, battery pack dies, you just have it towed to the junkyard. But the older Nissan Leafs sell for dirt cheap money because they have a driving range of, it's not 10 miles, <laughs> it's more like 35 miles. We you have, have one that's about 20 miles. 20 mile range. And so it's got to be something that you're doing a tight, tight radius kind of driving in for the older ones, but they're really, really cheap, but they are fun to drive. And other than the fact the batteries were defective from day one in the early Nissan Leafs, it is a great source of transportation. So I'm talking about this for what is so true in so many family situations. You might need a very part-time second or third car and devoting a lot of money to it is not a great idea. But at the same time, if you buy one that's 25 years old or 20 years old, it's going to come with a history, a lot of times not pleasant, and a lot of potential maintenance issues and repairs it might need that you're not likely to have with these newer early generation electrics that just don't go on any kind of road trip at all just for bopping around town. Okay, we'll go to questions. This one is from KR in Florida. Some time ago, Clark mentioned the ending cents at Sam's Club, Costco, etc. to find the lowest cost, the cost or being phased out. Just read that at Costco it's 97 cents, but now I can't remember what Sam's is. Okay, so Costco 
97 cents is a regional or corporate office markdown in a Costco. They are selling below their cost. And I remember when I did a TV interview with the CEO, who's now retired, Craig Jelanik, he said to me, we're not happy to have those 97s because that means, well, I won't use the language he used. They messed up because they uh, overestimated demand for a particular item. And the way Costco's inventory management works, they want those items to turn over in 21 days. If it goes past 35, they're just trying to move it out. And they will go ahead and 97 the item and take the hit and sell it below cost. The other thing that can happen at a Costco, is when you see something end in 0-0, That means the store manager of that store, the general manager, decided an item was not moving well, corporate wasn't listening, and they have the authority, the autonomy, to go ahead and do a 0-0. So when you see something end in 97 or 0-0, that means it's been marked down below their cost. They're trying to get rid of it, and it is your opportunity to out-Costco Costco in a deal. If there's an asterisk, if it's an asterisk, it means they're not going to restock the item again. If you see, particularly in the housewares aisle or the clothing aisles, if you see a big stack of stuff and there's an asterisk in the upper right hand corner of the price, they're going to mark that down because it's going to be what they call a sell through. They're not going to restock that item. So when there's a big pile of them, even if I want to buy something, I don't buy it. I take my chances. And that happened to me recently with these uh, long pants. You don't see me wearing long pants a lot, but but, uh, today I'm wearing long pants. And I love these. I saw a big stack of them. I saw the asterisk. And so I didn't buy more. I was waiting for the markdown. I went back when they were marked down. They didn't have my size. (sighs) So I outsmarted myself. How'd so, you get them? Or you just already had these, a pair? Uh, this, okay. these I already had. So at Sam's Club, they use a different system, ending in one penny. Often it'll be 41 cents or 91 cents, but it could be any number. It could be 31, 61, whatever. When it ends in a one penny, that means it's the same thing as a Costco 97. It has been marked down below Sam's cost, they're trying to get rid of it. Sam's Club uses a number sign instead of an asterisk for an item they are doing sell-through on. And they're going to get rid of that item. And you're going to see big sell-throughs on TVs in the next few weeks. Every year leading into the Super Bowl, everybody tries to clear out the 23 models of TVs because the 24s are coming and they use, they can't call them Super Bowl discounts. They have to call them the big game discounts or something <laughs> like that. And they'll be moving the TVs out. You'll see the 97s at Costco, the ones at Sam's, but you'll also see big markdowns and manufacturer markdowns as well that you'll see the store price and then there'll be a manufacturer discount on top of it. So it's probably, if you're not into shopping at warehouse clubs, I just bored you no end. If you're into shopping at Sam's and Costco, you probably loved it. Oh, one more thing about Sam's. On Sam's Club's website, they post a section 
where they list their clearance items, you'll find some really, really great deals that are available through samsclub.com that you will not find typically available in a Sam's Club warehouse. This is from Thomas in Texas. Recently, you talked about a company that sells a security camera that plugs into a standard light socket. I cannot find it now and would like to purchase one. Light socket instead of... Like, I think they mean just an outlet. An outlet? Mm -hmm. There may be one that plugs into a light socket, but that wouldn't have been me talking about it because I don't know about that. But in terms of plugging into a regular outlet, I really love the WiseCam series, W-Y-Z-E. Wise sells on its own site. They also have a marketing relationship with Amazon and sell through Amazon. For Amazon Prime members, often... Wise cameras will cost a little more at Amazon, but after you account for the shipping that Prime members get for free through Amazon, the Wise cams will often be cheaper through Amazon than direct with Wise. The price of the Wise cam starts at about $25. Sometimes they'll go down to $19.99, and there's a wide variety of models. They do sell cameras that go into light sockets. But yeah, we didn't talk about that. We did not talk Maybe about Clark that. Maybe ClarkDeals.com had it in the newsletter. Maybe so. Here's one that's 25 bucks for one that goes into a socket. Another one for 29 bucks. So that is something you can do. And you'll find them available pretty widely here on Amazon mm-hmm. at a bunch of different prices. There's one for $19 with an instant coupon. And always compare Amazon.com to Walmart.com is depending on the item, there can be a very large price difference up or down one versus the other because they are the Hatfields and McCoys of modern retail. Bruce in Indiana says, I am retiring soon and I have the option of taking a $700,000 lump sum payment or a $4,200 monthly pension. I also have about $1 million in my 401k and zero debt. In your opinion, which would be the best option for me? I plan to use a financial advisor that charges 1% to manage it for me, and he is pushing the lump sum. What do you think? Okay, so Bruce, is going to be a terrible thing I'm going to say. I'm going to try to say this in a way that doesn't sound snarky. But historically, there's been a big incentive for money managers who charge a percent of assets under management to be biased towards you taking a lump sum instead of a monthly check and to have you migrate your 401k out of the 401k into an IRA that they're then making 1% on managing it as assets under management. Normal course of business, it's better to leave money in a 401k if you're with a company that's a larger company that has an extremely low cost 401k, it's better to have the money there than to migrate the money to your own IRA. With the pension, depending on how financially strong your employer is, you usually want to receive the pension as a monthly check instead of receiving it as a lump sum. The reason is is it takes a lot of financial pressure off of you because you don't overspend or underspend with your assets when you're receiving that monthly pension. You're going to know you have the $4,200. you are going to have whatever you're going to get from Social Security. 
And those two alone may cover much, most, or potentially all of your monthly expenses. So then you can relax through retirement. But the pension, unlike Social Security, will be something that erodes in value over time. $4,200 a month now is completely different than $4,200 a month five years from now or 10 years from now as inflation erodes the purchasing power of that money. And then that's where the money in your 401k comes into play, that it is what fills in those gaps as inflation erodes the value of the pension. But having said all that, I have two other thoughts. One, before you migrate to this 1% person, I want you to go pay someone an hourly rate for advice. We have information on Clark.com in our investing section on how to hire someone at an hourly rate, like you'd hire an accountant, to do an evaluation of the pension and to do an evaluation of your existing 401k to give you advice that will not at all be influenced by the 1% that financial advisor would be earning on the money to see in both of those cases whether what I've said generically actually is accurate for your situation on taking the check every month or keeping the 401k where it is or moving it to an IRA. And I want to tell you these questions at time of retirement for someone who's been a diligent saver need to be really focused on and taken seriously and pay for advice. Pay for it because you've got one chance to make the most efficient decision for your life you can. That's why before you would decide to use someone who's charging you an asset under management fee like the common 1%, I want you to get straight out advice from someone who has no financial incentive to get you to make a decision one way or another. Very important. And I want to tell you that we get so many questions every day. Obviously, we can't get to most of them in the podcast. I'm so glad that now for 31 years, we've had the ability for you to get one-on-one free advice from our Team Clark Consumer Action Center. And they are here to serve you 30 hours each week. They're back from their Christmas break and are here to serve you again. You can see how to get that one-on-one advice. Remember, it's free at clark.com slash CAC. Have a great day, and remember, save more, spend less, and avoid getting ripped off.